powerful shinobi, devastating jutsu, and an unspeakable amount of childhood trauma. We had Casey watch Naruto, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, Weep of All Trades, and pervy but powerful sage, PJ. And it's me, sexy jutsu, Skylar. And with us as always is our brand new shinobi student, not yet strong enough to pass the tuning exams, Casey. And I was supposed to be an Area 51 runner, but due to my bad back and even worse attitude, I'm with the Karens. Casey. And if that wasn't enough of a hint and the name of the episode, this week we are watching Naruto as we kick off Shonen All-Stars Month. Shonen All-Stars. So obviously this month we are going to be going through some of the heavy hitters in the Shonen genre. And as Casey pointed out, Naruto is one of the bigger ones in terms of like cultural outreach. Granted, all of the ones we are going to touch this month have a pretty big cultural impact outside of their niche community. But Naruto has really made it into the lexicon because of Naruto running. Yeah. I've heard of that. Let's talk about this anime. Casey, based off the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? So kind of like what you said, like, so I don't know anything about Naruto, obviously, as I don't know most anything about any of these animes. But I don't know anything about Naruto specifically, except for the fact that they run particularly fast. So I was like, maybe this is like Flash the anime. But then I was like, hmm, there's probably some other like secret magic element to it. But all I got is they're a bunch of fast runners. They're all like super speedy. By the way, side note, on that tangent, I realized that Dash from The Incredibles, that rhymes with Flash. Do you guys think about that? (laughs) Do you know Dash is a word, right? Yeah, but no, I mean like (laughs) the fact that they're both like Dash has super speed in The Incredibles and then Flash, obviously, of the superhero The Flash. Like that rhymed. I realized I thought about that. Well, today. You know, like when you say like you're going to dash on over, like that just means I'm going to go over really quickly. I understand what the word is, you guys. <laughs> Stop. You guys do this to me every time where you guys try to make me seem like I'm an idiot. And I understand. <laughs> We're not what trying. The word is. Uh, you know what? I think if that's how you feel, I think you just need to do a better job of presenting the statements you make. <laughs> But I say that fully knowing that I will say something far stupider later on. But I just, <laughs> I just, I just thought that like I realized today, dash and flash. Like yes, they're both words. Flash. But like, I mean, I, you know, you sash know? also rhymes with those. But it has nothing to do with speed. So does lash. You could sash a. Oh, you could sash a. Absolutely. Lash. You could like lash out at someone. Oh, I like was thinking like lash. <laughs> Okay, so welcome to our new podcast, the words that rhyme with Flash Dash and Whiplash, Bash, (laughs) Trash, Stop it, no more, Cash. It's Free Words Association, the podcast. But it's not even a free word association, it's just rhyming rhyming word association. (laughs) Rhyming word association, the podcast. I love that we're associating all these words, but let's associate some images because once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change on what this anime was going to be about? Or were you like, yep, those people could run fast? Both. No, um, <laughs> it is, it's more of the, uh, I thought they were like the five like people who in the world that were blessed with super speed. That's what I thought it was going to be. But I did think a little bit different about it. I thought like, oh, these five super speedy runners, maybe they're into a war of some kind and like they're using their super speed to like rescue people off the battlefield like Forrest Gump did in Vietnam. Kind of like that. Except he didn't have super speed, just regular speed. Well, let's talk about the people then. So let's start with one of our non-runners. 
The man in the back with a ponytail and face scarf. Yes. So that man, um, wow, by the way, ahead of his time, am I right? I thought I was like, look at that mask. I was like, Quar- that's not who I asked about inside us, Casey. Oh, you think you said the man in the back with the mask? That, that's not a word that came out of my mouth. I said the man in the back with a ponytail and face scar. Oh. Didn't even say the word mask. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a challenging day here over at Casey's side of the podcast. <laughs> so, brown haired guy, he's like overtly positive, but it's only to cover up his internal depression. I bet he probably lost someone in this war that I just referenced, and that's his motivation for being there. He's like trying to fulfill some sort of destiny that that person can do, and like I said, they all run fast, so he also runs fast. (laughs) Alright, what about this boy in blue? He's the best friend to the guy in the center who I'm just assuming is named Naruto. He's the best friend of Naruto, and he's secretly jealous uh, of Naruto because he's not as fast as Naruto. Um, It's It's kind of like a Sonic the Hedgehog, who's the Knuckles kind of moment. Knuckles? Knuckles? Wait, is Knuckles the bad one? Am I thinking of Tails? No, you're thinking Shadow the Hedgehog? No, 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 no. He's thinking of Knuckles. Right, Knuckles, right? Yeah. Is Knuckles jealous of Sonic? No one's jealous of Sonic. (laughs) In life. No, Shadow's better than Sonic in every way. I love Tails. But it's not the Shadow the Hedgehog show. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, so... Yeah, well, there's a Shadow the Hedgehog video game, and it was weird. I guess you could say he was living in Sonic's shadow. Just kidding. We're not doing that. Anyways, <laughs> he um he's not going to fully turn on Naruto, the blue guy, but he is going to make some mistakes because of his secret competition with Naruto. Let's skip over Naruto. We'll get your exact thoughts on Naruto in the end. What about this girl in pink? Okay, the pink-haired girl, is she's got to be named something really bizarre, like Gypsy Heart or something like that. You know what I mean? It's got to be something like she's a... Like a Japanese female wrestler name? Is that a Japanese female wrestler name i feel like it might as well be yeah i i like I, you said it and i believe you i'm like yeah i could see that like that's not where i was going with but i'm like yeah that is a good japanese female wrestler name but anyway so she's got like she's gonna have some sort of secondary psychic ability and she's gonna be able to like see in the future see into the future or something like that but that's gonna be like part of moving the plot forward um is her future telling skills she probably has a, like some sort of secret locket with her that's like got someone's picture in it and she like cries about that person every night. Now let's move to that man in the back with a face mask reading the book. First of all, what a buildup for this guy. We waited four people for him, um, especially because of my hot take in the beginning, getting it wrong. Silver-haired guy, he, like said, he was thinking in Corona times, that mask on his face. He's the soft, quiet type who's into teen romance novels, which I think he's reading in the poster, and also Tumblr culture. Um, I think he probably does have a really big Tumblr following, but he can't talk about it with his friends because he probably posts nudes, and that's how he gets more followers. All right, and then why don't we finish off with that boy in the middle who you've already guessed is Naruto. So assuming that I got his name right, that it is indeed Naruto. Naruto was from a small village that was destroyed in this war. He lost everything. He's trying to find his way. I think he's going to, there's going to be like a competition or tournament, like maybe like, or like the Olympics or something where he's going to be able to use his speed at. And like, that's going to be his goal to like get to that and be the best, fastest guy out there the regular like jesse owens who's who's jesse owens oh jesse owens was a african-american man who competed in the olympics when it was hosted in germany against the nazis and beat the crap out of the nazis super putting a damper on their whole like we are the ubermensch 
like, spiel because he beat the perfect Aryan race and he was a black man. It's a big moment in African-American history. It was history. a great moment in American for history. America, yeah. Wow, that's actually really cool. I'm glad I showed up for this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn nothing else from this podcast, no, Jesse Owens is an American hero. <laughs> I'm going to finish this podcast being like, and I love Jesse Owens. And knowing American history, he was probably treated terribly every day after that. 100%. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, anytime I think about anyone that can run really fast, I think of Jesse Owens. <laughs> I went Sonic I the Hedgehog the earlier. Hedgehog. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So with those predictions in mind, we know who you, what you think about these characters we have here. Let's take a quick break. Let's watch episode one and two of Naruto. And let's come back and see how accurate this running war anime is. So we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we had Casey watch episodes one and two of Naruto. Casey, after that, what did you think? It was fantastic. I really enjoyed, like, the cool mystical elements, and I think I I was really surprised at, like, obviously, I guess I have my preconceived notion that it's just about being fast, but, like, they're, like, doing, like, magic. They're ninjas. They're magic ninjas. (laughs) That's exactly what it is, yeah. (laughs) They didn't want to call, is that what Naruto is in Japanese? Magic ninja? No, Naruto is actually fish cake. Is it really? Yeah, you know those like spirally fish cakes you get in ramen? Oh, interesting. They should have called it Magic Ninja. That made more sense. I love those headbands they wear. I think headbands should be back in style. Every uh, <laughs> socially awkward weeb in the mid-2000s wore those at school. Casey, you went to Lakewood. Um, did you see any fucking weebs wearing those headbands at school? I think I would have noticed if I looked people directly in the eye. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm too self Actually, that, that checks. I feel like they were there. I just probably didn't look directly at them. And I was too scared they might want to be friends with me. I was just too... Oh, too, too much <laughs> And now look at you. Yeah, I really sidestepped that disaster, right? <laughs> <laughs> friends with two huge weaves doing an anime podcast with them. <laughs> right? It's funny how the world corrects itself later on. <laughs> <laughs> Life uh, finds a Life way. Life finds a way, yes. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. So let's do some housekeeping before we go any further on this. So Naruto started as a manga written by Masashi Kishimoto. So he actually submitted Naruto to like a competition for aspiring manga artists, and it's what got him noticed. And they were he was able to essentially do like a pilot manga before that caught a lot of success, and he was able to serialize it in Weekly Shonen Jump. And it ran there between September 1999 and November 2014, with 72 total volumes published, split into two parts. A sequel series, Boruto, Naruto Next Generations, follows Naruto's Sun and began running May of 2016. I love that. It's still ongoing. Naruto. No, Baruto's dad. There was this meme for a while because, like, when Baruto started airing, like Funimation or Crunchyroll or someone said, like, you know, if you like Boruto, follow the adventures of Boruto's dad. <laughs> and everyone's like, do you mean Naruto? Naruto? <laughs> <laughs> The oh anime gosh. was directed by Hayato Date and was produced by the studio Piero for TV Tokyo. The show ran from October 2002 to February 2007 with 220 episodes and covered part one of the manga. The follow-up anime Naruto Shippuden ran from February 2007 until March 2017 for an additional 500 episodes and covered part two of the manga. Though we won't talk about Naruto Shippuden because I do think it could be an episode all its own because it's literally 500 episodes. <laughs> Yeah. I noticed there's a lot of Naruto on Netflix. Oh my gosh. 
Well, because there's also a ton of movies, which we'll get to in a second. OMG. Uh, because, yeah, so Naruto has had 26 light novels, three theatrical films, eight OVAs, over 30 video games, and a collectible card game. And that's not even counting the additional products made for Shippuden. There's more movies, more OVAs, more video games. Naruto has a huge cultural reach, is very popular in Japan and in America. I watched it as it was airing in America. I remember it finishing in America and literally turning to my one other weeb friend and being like, it's over. And they were like, I heard there's a sequel series that started airing in Japan when Shippuden started airing. Like, that's how OG I go with Naruto. Yep. Wow. Versus my experience is I was really annoyed by the Naruto kids, but I did have a pair of Sasuke boxers that I religiously wore. She wore those up until like a year into our relationship when they when they like tore. I love those. Those are the most comfortable <laughs> shorts I've ever had in my entire life. With all of that, let's run down episode one and two very quickly. Episode one and two, we get a lot of lore. So episode one, we find out that years ago, there was the nine-tailed fox demon which attacked the hidden leaf village. The fourth Hokage, which is the uh, ninja leader of the village, died stopping it. Before he died, he sealed the spirit of the nine-tailed fox inside of a baby that was just born. That is Naruto. He has the nine-tailed fox demon spirit inside of him. He's a goof around, a mess around. Everyone in the town hates him because he's the nine-tailed fox spirit. We'll get into that in a second. Messed up. But... He's not great at school, but he cares and he tries. His sensei uh, wants him to do better. One of the other senseis tries to manipulate him. Uh, hardcore groomer vibes. Mm-hmm, Gets him to steal something for him. And then Aruka sensei like tries to sacrifice himself for Naruto. Naruto goes all badass shinobi and he graduates uh, and becomes a chunin. The next episode, when he is taking his pictures in front of the third Hokage, who became the Hokage once again after the fourth died, his grandson comes in and then starts to kind of idolize Naruto because not only does Naruto not really like respect his grandfather's authority as much, but he's the only person that treats him like a regular person because everyone else is like, oh, but you're the uh, Hokage's grandson. And then he kind of teaches him how to do a perverted jutsu. And then they kind of go their separate ways, vowing to be rivals. But it's like a cute little mentor thing. And that's episode one and two. What a wild show. That's like a huge trope. Like I was just watching Skip Beat and like there's like the director's like daughter who like everyone was fawning over and she was crying and like the main character is like, oh, you think like the world will stop for you because you're like a child and like you're a girl. It's not like stop it and like pinches her face like really fucking hard. But then like that kid like fucking loves her after that moment. <laughs> Okay, so when I, when I was watching this, because I mean, obviously I watched on Netflix, I, I wonder if there's a difference in like the episodes we saw, because it's obviously on American television, I guess, or like the, the American edit maybe versus the Japanese one, because I kind of got that vibe watching the show like, oh, they probably made this much more explicit or much more um, violent or something like that on in Japan, because I found like a couple of the moments where I was like, I don't know, I was just thinking like this probably was edited. No, it was pretty it was pretty faithful. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that when you get to like 90s anime. It's but once up. you start getting into like the 2000s, once like tsunamis and stuff started being a thing, you got a lot more faithful uh, conversions of anime, right? You don't have freaking jelly donuts instead of rice cakes. Like, <laughs> rice you know, you you don't have Sanji sucking on a lollipop instead of smoking a cigarette. Like, you get pretty accurate representations once you start getting into this era of anime in America. So, no, this is exactly what I watched, obviously, just in English. Like, oh. I remember all of this vividly. Okay, because, okay, so I'll tell you what made me think of that. So, obviously, I think with all the 
sexy uh, jutsu stuff, I was like, I bet they're probably nude. But I think the thing that made me think of this more was at the end where Naruto is fighting Mitsuki with his shadow powers. Like, I guess I expected that scene to be a little more violent in my mind. Like, I thought he, because, like, you know, people, there was, we already seen oh, blood and stabbing. Oh, it was, like, super slapstick, like. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's just, I mean, because at the end of the day, again, as we've said a million times, shonen anime is for boys. It's supposed to be for, like, young to teenage boys, you know? So, like, they don't want to get, like, you know, it's violent. not Death Note. It's not there to be, like, oh, my God. But, I mean, Naruto does get gruesome as it as it goes. Evolves. I mean, there are some mm-hmm. things that have happened in Naruto where I, I mean, because I've seen all of it. I've seen everything. I've seen all 770 episodes of Naruto. Uh, and it, I didn't even think about that until I was writing the list of how many episodes there are. Because I was watching it as it aired. So, like, I never questioned it, you know? Uh, but I've seen all of it. And it gets wild. Like, you see some gruesome, violent, terrible things. The power scaling gets crazy. The enemy get insanely powerful and like everything just gets bigger and bigger and the stakes just keep going higher and higher but i think right now like naruto's just a kid and he's just learning how to use his powers so like it's still a little that but like as he as things progress like it gets insane and that's even when i show you clips like we're not even going to get into shippuden which is when it starts to really blow up and i would really love to do an episode on that later but we'll get to that when we get to that so about let's talk about the powers so obviously in the first one we saw the shape shifting and like i guess a bit of the speed but the second episode we are sorry the first episode we see the shadow powers and then uh we also see the sexy jutsu powers which i guess is still shape-shifting i guess i don't know if they shape-shift anything it's literally stuff. just oh, yeah they do that yeah it's literally just the transformation jutsu but specifically like they turn he turns into like a hot naked lady interesting are there any female ninjas yeah you saw you saw them in the first episode sakura yeah. and hinata you saw sakura hinata inari like you see like three of them in the in the class with him at least that's true that's true do they when i wonder if they, they have, if their sexy jutsu is a woman or a well man. sexy jutsu is a naruto original yeah only mm. he does it that is not like a like widespread thing that is a that is a technique he developed himself Oh, okay. I thought so it was like an, an innovator. Thing. He truly is. <laughs> Question. If you guys had a sexy jutsu, what was your sexy jutsu look like? Like as in like a celebrity or like... Yeah, you could describe it any which way you want. I think a celebrity is the best way to probably go describing it. Probably be um Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Sense. Totally. Skylar. Uh, what's his face that plays Aquaman? Jason oh, Momoa. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. I yeah. think mine would be like Scarlett Johansson. I feel like she's got good stuff going on. Yeah. Well, you know what? It works because we're talking about anime and she is Asian. Yeah. She's actually playing Naruto. Uh, she's actually playing Naruto in the live action movie. Was it her? Who was who she supposed to play? She's supposed to be in Mulan. She did play. No. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Remember there was that thing she was supposed to play? The main character in Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell, Shell, which is film adaptation of an anime as well. Um, and, you know, obviously she's white and the character is Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, right. Well, actually, she could look like anything because she's like not a human being. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Get out of here. She's a ghost <laughs> in a shell. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> she's not coming to ghost school. <laughs> 
She's a standalone complex. Shut up! <laughs> God damn, oh, gosh. I love that. So back to Naruto. <laughs> like, uh, you know what's so interesting is I'm like, I like that you said that you liked what you thought so far, and obviously we'll talk about it more when we get to the context. But rewatching episode one and two, I really liked how much exposition there is without it feeling like cheaply done. Like where they're just like, well, let me tell you what happened, you know? Because like even when mm-hmm. they explain chakra, like it's done in a very cute way where like Naruto's about to like mansplain chakra to Konohamaru a little bit. And Konohamaru like acts like he knows it, but he's actually just reading from a scroll. Like I think it was a it was a fun way of teaching us yeah. the world, you know? It felt authentic. I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the the fact that Mitsaki or whatever his name is, he's not important. I will never remember his name again. It spoils the like nine-tailed fox thing to Naruto. That's a very good way of getting that into the world as well. Like you get it in the intro, but like having someone explain it. The child groomer. Yes. Again, he does that thing that child groomers do where they like find a weak and vulnerable person and like emotionally manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. They do that. And clearly Naruto easily manipulated there. And is a child, so. But uh, can I say, this is the big thing that I've always had about Naruto. And obviously, like, as time goes on, like, Naruto builds bonds and friendships, and he becomes, like, a pillar of the community as he gets older and older. But, like, especially at this point, like, God, the people in this town suck. They suck eggs, man. Like, yeah, how are you going to be like the fourth Okage sacrificed himself to stop this creature? And the only way that he could do it was to like put that energy into this nubile child. And like essentially this child and the, the third Okage even says it in the second episode. Like Naruto, with, before he was even like old enough to talk, was a hero. He was instrumental in stopping the thing that was destroying the village. But because that thing was unsealed inside of him, everyone in the town treats him like a monster. But like if it wasn't for him, like... And the, the fourth Okage, who did that, like, not wanting Naruto to be, you know, pariahized, the village would be gone. And, like, they treat him like a monster. And he's a boy. He's like a little boy. And they're like, I hate Naruto. Yeah, they're sh- they're garbage for that. So they're, basically, they're basically cult stalking him, if you think about it. Do you mean gang stalking? And no, they're not. <laughs> Aren't they? I mean, they no. all are aware. Of, I guess you're right. That's true, because they're not... But they're just terrible people is what I mean. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) They're gang stalking in the sense of people that gang stalk are bad people and they're also bad people. (laughs) So you agree. Thanks, Skylar. (laughs) Okay. So when I was watching it with PJ, uh, when Naruto sat on the swing, PJ literally turns to me. He's like, hey. That's like the saddest swing you'll ever see. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, like as the anime goes on, like you see like anytime he's thinking of like bad stuff, like it goes back to him being on that swing. Like I'm not joking. Like we get like to episode, like we're talking into episode 700. Like Naruto has this like thing where because he has you know such a traumatic childhood super traumatic childhood you know he had no parents he was left alone in the entire village hated him he had no friends no nothing traumatic childhood and so like he has all these villains as we go through the series who are always like but my childhood was bad so i want to genocide everyone and he's like that's not a reason i was sad once and it always goes to him sitting alone on that swing in episode one <laughs> and even in episode one they cut back to it like five, five times. times and i was like oh my god like you literally <laughs> said it and then like within those two episodes we saw it like a billion more times it was just like wow i didn't even have to wait there's this guy i, I like on uh, this guy i follow on youtube called anime uproar uh who like does like kind of recaps and synopsis of manga as they release uh-huh. and uh he's really good you should check him out but he has this there's this joke in his community they call talk no jutsu which is just like that thing that they do where they just kind of talk at their enemies. 
for like way too long and it's so funny but yeah like he always has that like because literally everyone is like my childhood or my life or my whatever was so sad that's why i'm a bad person naruto's like (laughs) rightfully trauma doesn't allow you to be a shitty person i had trauma once and he turns head to the side and we see that fucking swing every time oh my gosh skylar how did you not like naruto growing up this sounds exactly based on that whole thing something you would love (laughs) okay so like going back to like a lot of times when things are too popular i won't i tend to not watch it uh and i was kind of like oh like i hear a lot of people talk about this but then i hear a lot of insufferable people talk about it and it's just like they're so annoying look this is gonna be the theme of this month really yeah yeah, like if we're being honest because shonen is the big is it's like the big boy you know like that's yeah if we're talking anime fandom shonen has the biggest fan base everyone watches it so because of that it also tends to have the most toxic people because it's also like very you know fighty and quote-unquote macho and all of them have like these deeper themes and stuff but a lot of those people choose to ignore that but like that it sucks because so many of the fan bases can be the worst people. This is my biggest struggle being a Dragon Ball Z fan. Because I love Dragon Ball Z. But Dragon Ball Z's fans are the worst people on Earth half the time. And every time you ever see a TikTok or like a tweet or something about like the worst anime fandoms, it's always Dragon Ball Z. And I'm always like, I know. Because they're like, yeah, they're all toxic. They're all gatekeepy. They're all mansplaining. And I'm like, I know. Mm, yeah. That is te- that is kind of terrible. There's only one person in like my high school who wore like a Naruto headband that I was like cool with. Anyone else? I like was not. I just could like I literally couldn't be around them. It was just too much cringe. And I'm like a relatively nice person, but there are people I had to like kick out of anime club because they would just like yeah, they would just be like very gatekeepy and so cringy. Like I wasn't throwing them out because they were socially awkward they were just the fucking worst and um because of like that i just didn't even want to like get involved watching the episodes it like sucks because like it would have been like a really good time i definitely like it i would have liked it if i watched it so like sucks to suck it's just that the naruto headband was basically the maga hat of its time (laughs) oh no No, because I don't think uh, the manga hat will ever have a, like... Resurgence. Yeah. God, so, I hope not. yeah. Talking about these episodes, though, like, yeah, I hated the way that people treated it, but that's, like, one thing or another. I really like the way that, I don't know, like, Naruto has a very genuine response to trauma, you know? And I like that Iruka and the third Okage really, like, res- like understand it. Where they're like, you know, like, yeah, he's, like, the class clown and he wants attention, and he does all these crazy things, but it's literally because he's, like, so damn lonely. It sucks. Like, the whole time, I'm just like, man, I'd be fucking hugging Naruto, like, all the time. Like, I'd be like, you want food? Do you want hugs? Let me hug you. Okay, I know, personal space. No, 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 let's let's hug. Yeah, yeah it's really unfortunate for him. But at least he's got a fox inside him. That's cool, though, right? He has a Ooh, nine tails. So he's kind <laughs> of, like, being kept company in a way. True, he's never really alone, if you think about it. <laughs> it's so interesting like once you start getting into like kurama who's like the nine-tailed fox even's like personality because definitely in like naruto he's kind of like an antagonist a little bit like he's obviously still, st- still trapped in naruto but once like naruto kind of has the ability to like 
not access him but like be around like like notice that he's there like he's like an asshole he's like because he's mad you know he's like i'm trapped inside this little boy's body like literally like right. in a jail cell inside of his stomach <laughs> Yeah, no one wants that. But, like, as always, Naruto Naruto just has a way of, like, the best thing that I love about Naruto is he just has a way of making people feel seen. Uh, and that's a big theme throughout all of his villains. Like, because he, again, for his whole life was, like, treated so terribly and left alone and left to be unseen and still became a good person in spite of that. Every time he has these villains, he, like kind of does make them feel seen like he obviously will still fight people if like they're just going to be monsters but he like legitimately has taken people that could have been monsters and could have just been taken out and he's like no like you're lonely but like that's not all there is to it like there's going to be people in your life that are going to make life worth living and stuff like that and i don't know i that's what i love about naruto he doesn't just like blast away connecting with people on a more emotional level yeah and it's obviously still just a bunch of like cool ninja fights and stuff but right you know i like the emotional aspect of it yeah it sounds like it has a lot of weight definitely gets oh man i've cried at naruto so many times so many times Hmm. speaking of that pj so like question so obviously you've said you've watched every episode been a longtime fan what is what do you think like watching the episode before this podcast today like what do you think changed in your mind i guess between like watching it for the first time and watching it now like what do you think the major difference is for you like what do you see differently like in terms of like contextually or like what do you mean what do you notice about it now that you can appreciate it for the big thing at first was definitely like that swing (laughs) that goddamn swing (laughs) (laughs) but you know just seeing like remembering how how badly the people in the village treated naruto because like as it goes on again like he does kind of get more accepted and stuff and that you like kind of forget how just generally terrible people were like you always get the flashbacks but you forget that it was like in the anime and not just like a flashback scene right when we were watching it you're like oh it's so funny that like um he can't do the clones right now where that's like his uh most main power thing that he uses throughout the yeah anime. like the the shadow clone jutsu and obviously he gets it by the end of the first episode but like the second he did it and failed i was like i love this foreshadowing because legitimately for the entire rest of this anime all the way until the end like obviously he develops new powers and new skills but shadow clone jutsu is like number one in that arsenal for him forever foreshadowed his shadow talent that's yeah. double shadow. Uh, look at casey look at casey <laughs> I do have to say that I I am disappointed that we didn't get to meet more of the characters. For sure. There's such a huge cast in this show. And there's so many characters you don't get to see, obviously, because we're kind of just like being introduced to the world. And obviously the show wants to introduce us to Naruto first. So like I didn't because like I didn't read it and I didn't watch it, but I still know a lot about it. Just uh, like exposure wise, like being around people that like it, having men talk at me about it, seeing me. (laughs) all that stuff like so I know like a lot of these characters and like who's with who who partners up who's in love with who who fucks who who has children oh I mean clearly we already (laughs) said there is a show about Naruto's son yeah The other day, I literally just got on two-hour, like, BuzzFeed list about which parent is, like, the best. 
And it's just like, you know who's not the best? Sasuke. He still sucked. Uh, Sasuke becomes a problem for everyone always. Granted, I will say, not a super spoiler, he does get he does become a slightly better father as Boruto goes along. Yay. Oh but also, Love maybe that not that him. much to his daughter. Maybe more to Naruto's son. There we go. <laughs> but oh that's neither here nor there. But yes, uh, you know, we know a lot about it. Obviously, Skylar knows a lot tangentially, but I mean, yeah, it's just seeing a lot of that context and stuff and remembering kind of where this anime started and like its roots. Because again, just like all these animes that have like hundreds and hundreds of episodes, like there's like that joke that goes around where like in episode one of an anime, they're like trying to catch a frog that's running around the town and they just can't catch. And in episode 500, they're like fighting God. (laughs) (laughs) They're wildin'. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know, it's accurate. Like, that's how anime progression always goes. Like, yeah. especially shonen anime. Because you always do have, like, your ultimate threat. Like, and that ultimate threat has to become more ultimate every season. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Because, like, while sure, in season one, and this isn't Naruto, I'm just talking about anime. Like, you might have fought, like, the great Gorthalax, who is, like, the greatest warlord the world has ever seen. And you beat him. Well, guess what? Like... If the next enemy isn't as powerful as Great Gorthalax, like, of course, it's going to be easier for you to fight him. So now, like, well, you might have defeated the greatest emperor in the world, but, like, now this alien from the planet Blukalax is here, <laughs> and he's, like, 50 times more powerful than Gorthalax's left thumb! And now you have to trade for the next three years to fight him, and just keep scaling up from there. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. You know what that reminds me of? You remember Family Guy, where they're like... It's the devil, but then there's the super devil. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's jar of marmalade that makes you uh, commit adultery. Commit adultery, yeah. <laughs> That's a good show. That's my favorite anime. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of characters you don't really super get to meet. So the other characters on the poster, you know, we have, um, so you met Aruka, you met Naruto. The other characters are Sasuke and Sakura, uh, which are his, like, teammates, because the shinobi are put on teams of three. And so it's Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. And the other character is Kakashi, who is their, like, team leader. Uh, and he's super cool and super badass and everyone loves him. And, you know, because he's only got the one eye exposed and he's got the sexy hair. He has like a pretty hot voice. I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. I yeah. see that for you, Skylar. I see that for you. Thanks. Skylar's like, ooh, only one eye showing? I've only got one eye. <laughs> that works. Come we on, complete right? each other. <laughs> Skylar, to be clear for our audience, does have both eyes. She is completely blind in one of them, though. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yep. uh, good. We get a little bit of Skylar trauma in here just a smidge. Uh, fun fact, though, because um, I'm completely blind in my right eye, and then my little brother is completely blind in his left eye. So, Aww. and the reason why we're blind is because we're both meth babies, probably. Meth baby. I'm just a problem, not dumpster <laughs> baby. That's from my favorite anime. How'd you know that, PJ? Family guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a anthropological type question based around Naruto. That's a big word. Good job. Thank you. Uh, words Skylar. are No, it's <laughs> well, just to be fair, I would I would come for Skylar right now, but let me just tell you, regular words today have been really challenging, so <laughs> I can't knock her. She's right. No, I know. I'm just I'm really happy. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we know how in the epi- the anime they talk about chakras. Do the Naruto fan base do they go to like different places to align their chakras? 
Get out of here. No. No, that's a genuine question. Like, I, well, don't you think that'd be like no, something they would do? No, because there's like Reiki healers and stuff. So, yeah, it's like, very different. And I wish it was because like if I could learn to master my chakras like they do in Naruto, I would be running up trees all day long. Talk to your sister. <laughs> God. <laughs> Listen to her QAnon conspiracies. No, thank she's you. She's a Reiki healer, though. Yeah, she's a Reiki healer who's in a QAnon. <laughs> Oh my god. You could you could shapeshift into your sexy jutsu, which would be AOC and that would scare her. <laughs> but so like it's I think it's just so clearly different. But like obviously they use like legit like chakra models from like Buddhist ideology and stuff. So like I mean potentially, but I think the the whole point of the chakra is to do magic jutsu stuff. And unfortunately, humans cannot do magic jutsu stuff. On, as far as we know. Nah, we can. If you could do magic juicy stuff, get in the comments. <laughs> Comment below. Comment below. We would like to see a video. Tag the, tag our podcast on any of our social media sites. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, but as you go through the series, like, people have such interesting jutsus like it's not just shadow clones and transformation like people can create fire there's people who have like they can like literally control bugs and animals sand there are people that can control sand there's there's this uh, other kingdom that no, he doesn't have any jutsu actually oh um there's this yeah that's what makes him so powerful because oh. he's he's strong enough to fight against people who do have jutsu without having jutsu. Well, he has jutsu, which is literally just I can punch things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> That's broccoli, right? Yeah, there's this guy later on in like Shippuden that can like literally like rewrite your like destroy things on the molecular level with his jutsu. Like he has a molecule like atomic jutsu. Wow. That's crazy. What would you guys make your jutsu? Like if you could make your own custom jutsu? Uh, transporting teleportation. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't figure out the word. That's a big word, Sky. I'm just kidding. I, no. <laughs> hey, you understood that I meant it as a compliment. PJ was the one trying to turn it sour. <laughs> oh, I would similar to Skylar. It would be related to transportation. I would just I would mute basically service workers that wanted to talk to me while I was like either Ubering around or like getting coffee or something. You are like Casey, such a fucking such Kevin. A terrible person. Who is a Kevin? I don't. Is that new? Is Kevins that a new are thing? Male Karens. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, but the thing is, I don't want to cause drama with them. Like I'm fine with whatever. You like feeling like their words <laughs> don't have value is Karen mentality, Casey. Yeah, literally. It, it's the not that they don't have value. I just don't. Have they have to, to talk to you like that's their job you and then treating them like they are not human beings is terrible i need you to understand that i'm honestly really upset about it no 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 hold on. i need to be understood here like naruto wants me to be see- seen i need to be seen so what's happening here is i just want them to like i'm friendly like we can say hello and like it's nice but like after i've like I, it's been a long day and I need a ride home or something. Like, let's just, you know, catch my vibe. I don't want to be chatted with. <laughs> Am I still terrible? Less terrible. Okay. Less terrible. I, I just wanted to be clear that it's, well, well I, I agree. Like this is I'm like not the friendly. fourth it's... time on this podcast that we've had this conversation, by the way. The same exact one. And it always devolves back into like, it's literally an Uber driver. You don't want to talk to you. Specifically, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Fill the whole hole filler. 
<laughs> I I mean I I'm also would not like like I'm fi- I'm more okay with fast food workers people talking to me. I just like I just don't want to have to put on the whole like let me be friendly and like I just you know social anxiety. Sometimes I agree. I'll always do it, but like sometimes I'm just like yeah really oh wow okay. <laughs> Right, but at the end of the day, if they don't talk to you guys like that, their manager's coming out and being like, wow, way to not show an initiative. You need to make sure to talk to people more. You need to be more friendly. So that's where I'm like, like, I'll fucking talk to anyone that wants to talk to me. And, like, you know how, like, uh, anxious I get in public, especially now. Yeah. But, like, I understand that there's always, like, a manager breathing down someone's neck. And, like, this person's interacting with me because it's part of their job. So I'm going to respect that. We're going to change the culture, guys. This is what we have to do. We have to get people to understand that there are people like me out there that are, exist and need to be seen. Like Naru- Naruto would want me to be seen. Naruto. <laughs> I almost said that wrong again. <laughs> And yeah, like just let us be there. And you know what? It's it's easier for everybody. Welcome to our new podcast, Casey's Mean to Service Workers. <laughs> I watch. Comment below if you would watch that. I mean, I I could talk about Naruto for the next five million years, but I let's not. <laughs> We still have context to go through, and I eventually want to do a ship it in episode. So, is there anything else from episode one and two that you guys wanted to touch on? I touched on my stuff. The shocker thing, I want to investigate more. I am fully satisfied. I definitely am more curious and would like to watch it, especially because there's a a sequel, sequel series. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. let's talk about the music of this anime. Hell yeah. So let's talk about that intro and outro. I will preface real quick. This, this intro is really only like in the Japanese version. It's not in the American version. I only know this tangentially from research. They never used this one in America. But luckily for me, I watched anime online on weird web- weird websites because I could, was impatient. <laughs> Is that complete with the porn ads on the side? Oh, heck yeah. But um, this intro's not around for very long, but let's still talk about intro one. That intro is Rocks by Hound Dog. Casey, why don't you tell us what you thought of Rocks by Hound Dog? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was really surprised that you said they didn't use this um, intro in America because it is so like American rock sounding. So I thought that was kind of funny that they didn't do that. And I will say, for how good this is, this is generally considered the worst Naruto opening. (laughs) Really? Because they just keep producing bangers. Casey, on my weeb playlist that I have on Spotify, I even have a few different Naruto openings. Wow. Regardless, uh, Skylar, what did you think of it? I loved it. It was so 80s, so fun. Just made me want to, you know, jump around. Yeah, no, it's it's such a fun vibe. When it kicks off in episode one while he's still doing the, like, running around and chase stuff, it was such a fun vibe. It gave me, like, you know, like, because it was playing in the middle of a chase scene, it felt like something directly out of an 80s movie. It was really fun vibes. And in general, it's a good opening. I really like it. What about, let's talk about that outro. That outro is Wind by Yoshio Akaboshi. I loved it. Like it when I first heard it, I was just like, I know exactly what this sounds like. And oh yeah. It it was great. It was a fun time. Kind of have like like a low-key like reggae kind of sound to it at some points. I really like this outro. I mean, both of these are just like city pop bops. Like I love Japanese city pop. It is one of my favorite genres of music. And these two just 
kill it with that city pop vibe. Oh, 100%. The outro was was really good. There's a very uh, popular contemporary band who I think Skylar and I are going to say the same one. That's like, it's got that mid-2000s pop, like almost rock vibe, but more of like a pop thing. Mm, okay, I want you to go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will when it comes up. But yeah, very familiar. And I think that kind of makes it timeless. Yeah. I definitely had a list of people going in. All right. So then let's jump into America's second favorite podcast segment and mine. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Casey, why don't you kick us off with Rocks by Hound Dog? Yeah, I think this sounds like uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, big 80s rock vibe. Like I also think- went with Bruce Springsteen. This is a oh, Bruce yeah. Springsteen song. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And who would have thought? And not on the American. I still can't get over that. It's good. So It's great. Literally. So when it started, the first thing I thought of was Jump. Like, Oh, the, my God. Van Halen was my other one. Yeah. Yes. So I went with Van Halen. Yes. Oh, my God. Da, yeah. Bruce Springsteen da, and Van Halen. Da, I think da, I went da, more Bruce Springsteen just because Van Halen has a higher pitch. than. Yeah, Bruce. I can see that. But like that, like, come on, really reminded me of like, Jump. Go on and Jump. Jump. Do, yeah. Do, you, do. you know what's also would have been? Like John Mellencamp too would have been a good thing. Oh too. yeah, I could yeah. see that. That Americana. Yeah, no, we all had the same thought. Like these two songs like have very clear like inspiration to pull from. So I love it. Let's move to that outro that you both had very clear indications of what you wanted to go with. So I'll let you guys kick it off. Casey, tell us who did you think would have done a good job with Wind by Yoshio Akaboshi? I thought it was Maroon 5. That's what I got when I was listening to this. Mm, okay, I see what you mean. Right? I see what you mean, yeah. When it first came on, I was like, oh, this song is straight up Roxanne by the police. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that too. The voices, the instruments they use. Yeah, no, I also went with the police. This is weird. You went with the police? This is, uh, I, I said I agreed with the reggae vibes, and I didn't know if you were also going with the police, but I agree. Oh, I, okay. Interesting. I literally was like, this sounds exactly like something. Me and Casey agreed on the opening, and me and Skylar agreed on the closing. <laughs> this is so weird. I think this is the first time this has happened. No, but like, you don't understand. It was a fucking journey. PJ, you weren't here. So I was just, I was like, it's on a song on my 90s playlist, even though I think it's from the 80s. I was like, so I'm going through my playlist. I had like taken down, I had like, I was like, is the wallflowers? No. And I literally was like, listening to the ending one more time. I was like, oh, it's the fucking police. That's who I was trying to hear. I was like, because it was the reggae. Skylar, you said it was a journey, but it's just the police. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, I love those suggestions. Clearly, I agreed with half of them. But let's take another quick break then, since we've already talked about the music, and let's go ahead and watch some additional clips to give Casey some additional context. And we'll be right back after we watch this, and we'll see what Casey thinks once all that is done. So stay tuned. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying this jutsu-filled shonen. I honestly love Naruto so much, and I'm excited we got to tackle it finally. In general, I'm super excited to dive into this month, because we're going to get to some of my all-time favorite animes. Shonen All-Stars Month is going to be so fun, for me at least, and hopefully for you too, and I hope you don't miss any of it, and you can do that by keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kawaii Desu Pod. 
On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Tune in next Monday as we head to the spirit world with a bunch of street toughs as we have Casey watch Yu Yu Hakusho. You won't want to miss it. Now, back to the podcast. All right, we had Casey watch some additional contacts, see some additional fights, see some additional jutsus, maybe even some additional sexy jutsus. Casey, after all of that, what do you think about Naruto? There were definitely some more sexy jutsus. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. There's a, I, I like this lore-heavy um, anime. It's, it's more complex than I thought it would be for, like a, I guess, younger audience. But I, I really enjoyed uh, what I saw from it. Yeah, it starts getting like just really intense because like every every village has its own jutsus, and then every clan within those villages can develop their own jutsus. Like, and then you have genetic jutsu, kind of like the Sharingan, like you saw, and you have the Hugas with their whole thing, and it 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 gets insane. And as we as the series goes on, you get even bigger and bigger stuff. You saw like the summoning of that giant frog, like that's like a whole like different thing it's this show gets so huge and the lore is so insane and awesome and yeah i'm glad that you can kind of see that from what little you were able to experience yeah very fun stuff really enjoying um how vast the jutsus are how different they are mm-hmm. a lot of diversity you also start getting into like the politics of the lands and the clans and it's, it's all good stuff what about you sky I really enjoyed it. Like part of me like feels bad that i didn't give it the time of day like you know back in the day but like i also don't mind like it'd be nice to kind of like <laughs> experience it for the first time now when i don't have to see those people exactly i i completely agree <laughs> safety from the naruto fan base bullies obviously you know you all know what i think of the same i've seen all 770 episodes i've seen some of the movies not all of them like i have not seen all of boruto though i've only seen parts of it Honestly, I've seen more Boruto than I have. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think those are our takes. Casey, tell me throughout all of that, did you end up with a favorite character? You know, I don't normally try to go for the main character, but Naruto, I thought was um, really just, I kind of, I thought about what you said. And then when you kind of see some clips we have of Naruto, you get to see more of his heart. And uh, I don't know, I just thought, I thought about what you had described him as, as like, where he does, like, it's not like, let's just fight. Like, there is a depth to him uh, and relating to the trauma. Yeah, no, for sure. It's w- one of the things I love about him. What about you, Skylar? I like Rockley a lot. Um, I love his eyebrows. I mean, Naruto literally calls him Bushy Brow. Um, you know, Art's favorite Taijutsu expert. He's he's the goat. I love him. And his, I love his, I love his ma- uh, master guy, uh, Mike Guy, who's also just awesome. Also... Mike Guy, this is not a spoiler, so I guess it could be. Canonically, has a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. That is like not even like some weird tangential thing. Kakashi in Shibuden is like, yeah, I've seen it. It's the size of a walnut. <laughs> wow, that's specific. He like low key, uh, like power wise, not personality at all. Kind of reminds me of Zenitsu a little bit, where it's just like Zenitsu can't do like what the other demon slayers can so he just has to get really good at the thing that he can and that reminds me of broccoli 
Yeah. I mean, a little bit look-wise in a weird way. But, I mean, luckily, Rock Lee has a much better personality and can access his power whenever he wants, not just when he's asleep. But I I definitely see the comparison for sure. But that's what I love about Rock Lee, right? Like, he has to... He's still strong in a a world of people who have crazy magic powers and he doesn't. I'm still laughing over his jujutsus. He can punch really hard. By the way, you know when Rock Lee gets angry, he's steamed Rock Lee. Uh, Get out of here. <laughs> My favorite character is Shikamaru, as I shared with you guys. Yeah. Good choice. I, I can tangentially, I'm nowhere near as smart as Shikamaru, but can definitely relate to that like uh, smart person who doesn't really want to put in the effort vibe. Because that was me in school. Like, I was definitely one of the smarter kids, but like got failing grades because I was like, this. What a drag. I mean, that's literally like Shikamaru's whole vibe is what a drag. It's true. And then and then you had to discover later in life that you could pass college. But also, I just like, I like strategist characters. I like people that are thinking ahead and then like out of nowhere, you're like, what? I can't believe they pulled that off. Those are always some of my faves. That's why I like Shikamaru. But with all of that said, we've shared some of our thoughts. We've shared our favorite characters. Casey, for the millions in attendance and the millions more watching at home it's time for you to answer the biggest question we've all been waiting for the answer for do you, Will you keep watching naruto yes i would like to be a millionaire and uh this is the, a very easy yes for me of course i would love to watch more naruto very Whoa. uh yeah this was so easy for me to say yes i'm sure you guys thought i would say yes also yeah yes i mean you know you tend to like the shonens but you know sometimes i will say like sometimes shonens first two episodes aren't strong selling points i feel like naruto is a strong selling point but i've seen some other ones where i'm like what is happening and then episodes later i'm like oh this is lit so i won't even say like preemptively like well i know you love shonen so this is gonna be an all kawaii success month because it it might not be but as of right now i mean you tend to like shonen so i knew you would like this because it is one of my faves. <laughs> well, I've come out as straight on this show. I love, str- I'm straight and I like shonens. Casey uh, has a date with a woman later tonight named Edwin- Edwina. Uh, Edwina. Shut up. It's literally about to say Edwina. <laughs> Gross. Is that a real name, by the way? Anyways. I probably I so. someone. Uh, well, we have your thoughts. We have your favorite character. We know this was a kawaii success for you. So it's time for everyone's favorite podcast segment. Is there an AMV for that? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? Alright, Casey, you know the rules. Hit me with that song and artist. I thought you were going to be like, hit me. Ow. Hit me. Um, <laughs> hit me. Baby, one more time. <laughs> oh, I could have done those choices. No, um, I am going to go with Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Uh, that sounds so fun. But like, why? Oh, because first of all, I feel like it's just like, you know, there's just like songs that the internet loves to use for like yes. editing. That's one of them. And then also, I don't know why at the time, I think I thought about it when he was doing his like shadow impression and creating multiples of himself. And I was just like, yeah, Seven Nation Army, multiple of him. I don't know why. <laughs> I like the logic. Yeah. I will say like there are plenty of Seven Nation Army AMVs for Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, and Boruto. Are there really? <laughs> yeah. So that is a uh, three pointers for Casey in the book. Hell yeah. Skyler, yeah. would you like to do one too? Do Naruto, uh, my milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. Milkshake by Khalees. Because I'm obsessed with sexy jutsu. So, oh, you think it'll be a sexy jutsu one? <laughs> yeah. 
I will say, uh, I didn't show you guys this character, but there is a character who is like buxom, buxom, like big old tiggle bitties. She probably would have been my favorite then. Named Tsunade. She is like this like drunk gambling lady who is one of the other legendary Sanin. She is awesome. I can't believe I didn't show you guys Tsunade, but she is like stacked. Like she is built like a brick house uh, in the chesticles area. And there is a milkshake Kellis AMV to her for sure. My girlfriend Edwina would probably love her because she gambles and she drinks. And she's got big old titties. Also, there's just a lot of Milkshake by Kellis because this anime ran around the time that song was popular and around the time where people were making AMVs of literally everything. True. Uh, you know that that golden age of AMVs in like 2005 to 2009? Not at all. Skyler does. <laughs> yeah, I was running. <laughs> I was editing my little fucking heart out with my AMVs. <laughs> I thought she was like, I was running. I was running away from the Naruto fan base. <laughs> One of my friends is still trying to figure out what my old YouTube channel is so that she could make fun of all the AMVs that I made. And she'll never fucking know. Hear that, Ada? If you ever hear this. Ada, Ada, message me. I'll tell you. <laughs> Comment below. Good thing Aiden doesn't listen to our fucking podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I said it. But also, if we get like, if we ever blow up, I'm gonna leak it. No. I'm gonna leak it so fast. I don't have funny. access to it anymore. They're slowly being deleted over time. I check it every once in a while. I had over 60 AMVs. We're down to like 12, baby. That's that copyright strike, baby. All right. Well, speaking of copyright strikes, there's one more AMV we need to talk about. So now it's time for the super secret, not so secret. Is there an AMV for Naruto to Evanescence bring me to life? Should we that emo Sasuke? I say there has to be. Yeah. Of course. It's not even a question, really. Like, of course there is. There's so god dang many. Yeah, it's Ooh. trauma central. How can there not be bring me to life? There's so yeah, much childhood a... trauma. There's so many dark fights. There's so many dark transformations. There's so many evil people. There's you know, bring me to life 100%. This is a four-pointer, classic four-pointer, classic shonen, classic anime, classic kawaii success. What a way to kick off Shonen All-Stars Month. What a way. We love it. We love to see it. Unfortunately, that's all you get to see because that is where we are going to call it this week. We hope you had a good time, a fun, sexy jutsu time, a fun genjutsu time, a generally great bushy brow time. But a unfortunately, that is all the time we have for you guys today. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I have been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Boruto's father's twice removed friend from the family, Casey. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> that was a great bye. one. Can that I just say so that was phenomenal? Funny. It's probably your best one yet. All right. Bye, oh, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Bye.